And then shortly after the acquisition by Chrysler in 1987, I made plant manager and was uh, in that slot until after we had launched the, uh, uh, the TJ. The Jeep Talk Show, the official podcast of the Toledo Jeep Fest. The Jeep Toledo Jeep Fest is coming up the weekend of August 12th. Uh, what a great Jeep event you don't want to miss. Go to ToledoJeepFest.com for more information. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is also the official Jeep podcast of Mr. Vanderquack. Keep listening for weekly updates about Mr. Vanderquack and his mission to help the children of St. Jude. Go to MrVanderquack.com. That's MRVanderquack.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Wendy. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Next entire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator at Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. All righty. Well, we have a, another great roundtable to, uh, to share with you guys today. And uh, the wonderful thing is, is that we've been doing interviews uh, with, uh, with our uh, sometimes past guests, sometimes new guests, and t- tonight, we're going to be doing uh, an interview with uh, uh, Jerry Hubber uh, from uh, Toledo Jeep Fest. And, of course, Jerry has, has done much more than that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you'll find out more about that. And the great thing is you'll be able to ask Jerry some questions. We're going to be talking to Jerry here in just a second. But first off, I want to tell you are you or ask you, do you, are you new to the roundtable, perhaps new to the Jeep Talk Show? Well, welcome. The Roundtable is listeners like you that connect with us on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. You don't have to be invited. You just need a Zoom meeting link and a password. Everyone is invited because everyone has an opinion or something to share. To get the meeting invite, subscribe to our newsletter at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. All right, Jerry, you've been here before. You kind of have an idea of what to, what to expect. Uh, this, let's do a little introduction here of who you are and what you do for the, the folks that may not know. Maybe they didn't listen to uh, the, the past episode that we did. It's, it's been a little while since we, uh, we did that interview, wasn't it? Yeah, we've uh, been probably like two months now. And, uh, you know, as we get closer to the, uh, our big event, uh, it, it gets more exciting. But, uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. Yep, and if you'd like to listen to uh, Jerry's uh, interview, uh, that was episode 593, and uh, we have here, it, the, the, the episode name is Jerry Huber. Am I pronouncing that right? Is it Huber? Yeah, Jerry, yeah, Jerry Huber will get it done. <laughs> That's like me and my name. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't care. I, I understand what you're trying to say there. So uh, we have the, uh, the title is Jerry Huber, Toledo Jeep Fest founder. Uh, so... Founding the the Toledo Jeep Fest, that's kind of been a big deal. How did you come up with that idea, Jerry? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, actually in 2016, we were coming up on the 75th anniversary of Jeep. And, uh, you know, we had a a group of us that met down at the local union hall and decided it was time to do something to celebrate that 75th anniversary. And we came up with an idea. It wasn't, you know, I, I... it says founder, but I'm one of the coordinators of it. For, but, uh, you know, we, we talked it over and we decided that we needed to do something that we've never done before. We've, 
we've had uh, you know uh, weekend car shows or Jeep shows and things like that, and we've done some events, but we thought we'd open it up to the entire community, and uh, we came up with this idea of doing a Jeep Fest. So the first year, uh, 2016 again, uh, we had about 30. We think we figured we had like maybe 30, 25, 30,000 people that came to, to the event, and it was kind of a precursor to doing uh, some bigger and better things each year. And uh, you know, it's now become kind of a, a community-wide, a community-wide event, and certainly it's built around the celebrating the Jeep and the Jeep history here in Toledo. But uh, it off, it's a it's a great opportunity for. Uh, you know, all the companies that support uh, the Jeep plant, whether it be with, uh, you know, product as a supplier or contractors that, you know, have helped build the new plant, uh, you know, and so forth. So, uh, you know, there's just a, a lot of opportunity here in, in Toledo, and uh, that's what we've been able to build on, on now going on. This will be the 81st anniversary of Jeep. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, 8-1 was actually the, the observed birthday of the Jeep. Oh, very cool. So, uh, you know, and I think I told Whitney this uh, whenever I uh, interviewed her about Toledo Jeep Fest. I thought that the Toledo Jeep Fest had been going on much longer than that. And I think that's just a testament to how how well it's done. It just seems like something that has been a, a an iconic uh, Jeep gathering for, for many more years than what it actually has been. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I said, you know, our first official year of doing the Jeep Fest was actually in 16, and then we took uh, we took the one year off because of the uh, uh, the COVID here last year, but uh, or the year before last, we were still able to put one together for last year, and it was, it was a little bit smaller scale, but we still had probably, over the course of the three days, uh, nearly 65,000 people, uh, you know, come to Toledo, and uh, we were pretty happy about that. It's... Uh, you know, it's it's a great thing for uh, the community and the uh, and the Jeep workers. You know, uh, I think it uh, they they for sure work the plant schedule so they get that Saturday off, and that always that's not always been easy with the kind of scheduling that they've had. Right now, you've uh, you've done more than just uh, been part of the Toledo Jeep Fest. You've actually uh, worked uh, for the uh, the Jeep plant, actually, uh, haven't you? Yeah, I came. Uh, I came to Toledo in uh, in 1983, uh, and I uh, came uh, basically to uh, uh, run their new paint shop, and uh, you know got involved with on the management side and moved up through the organization, and then uh, shortly after the acquisition by Chrysler in 1987, uh, I made uh, I was made plant manager and was uh, in that slot until after we had launched the. Uh, uh, the TJ in, uh, in, in 90, 99 is when I basically left and went back to uh, uh, Chrysler Corporate. But uh, I never really left. I mean, I didn't leave Toledo, and I've always been involved with the Jeep community here. So, uh, you know, that's been one of the highlights of, uh, of my career for sure. Oh, yes, and uh, thank you because uh, I know uh, from myself personally, the TJ is just a wonderful, wonderful vehicle. Now, speaking of wonderful, wonderful vehicles, your wonderful Jeep, uh, or at least the one I've seen with uh, you in pictures, is a an XJ. Yeah, I've got a I've got a silver XJ. My wife and I bought this thing a couple of years ago, and uh, it's uh, it's a sport. I, I prefer 
I prefer the lower mid to midline vehicles without all kinds of crazy options and so forth because <laughs> when you use them, you got to maintain them. And uh, you know, uh, it's been it's been a really good vehicle. That uh, we don't we actually don't use it that much right now because we're we've been using a a, a, a built YJ that we have, and uh, uh, we're working on a. Uh, uh, an LJ, a, a long wheelbase TJ, right now. We just finished putting a uh, a stroker motor in and uh, regeared, and we're at uh, we're on five thirteen gears in it, thirty seven inch tires, and uh, I think it's going to replace the uh, the YJ as the rock crawler. Oh yeah, I can see that. So uh, j- jumping back to your career at uh, at Jeep as a the the paint uh, shop manager. Let me ask you this question, and I understand this is far in the future from uh, when you were doing that job, but I'm going to ask anyway. This is more of a personal question. I noticed whenever I was buying the uh, 2021 uh, Jeep Gladiator, Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, that uh, there were many more color options for the Wranglers than there were for the Gladiator. Do you do you know why that is? Uh Basically, you know, they're they're built in in two different areas of the uh, of the, the Toledo North Complex, and uh, the paint systems are different. So uh, that's why you'll see some different color offerings and a little more variety probably on the uh, on the Wrangler than on the uh, uh, on the Gladiator. Would it be that there's just not uh, places to to dip it or to the, for the robots to spray it or? Uh... Uh, no, they're actually in two different locations or two different plant, uh, uh, you know, paint shops. Right, and and one just has more capacity than the other. Right, and the other one has more capacity. It has got more, uh, you know, more facilities for additional system color systems. Yeah, I just thought they were playing favorites. So you know, damn it, I just wanted red, so it doesn't matter. Uh, red was one of the cho- uh, options. I just thought it was strange because I know the Gladiator has done very well for Jeep. It was a, a really big seller. If, if nothing else, they sold a lot of them for SEMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you the year before last, uh, you you thought that was the only vehicle that was being produced at, uh, in Toledo for for SEMA and a lot of the magazine articles and so forth. But uh, I think that goes back to the uh, pent up emotion and enthusiasm. For a, another Jeep truck. Oh yeah, I think if so too. Yeah. Yeah, if you recall, I think the first time they showed the Gladiator concept was about 2006 at the uh, at one of the auto shows. It was that green. Uh, it was a two door at the time, and then uh, you know there were delays and engineering changes, and you know uh, the company was uh, uh, bought by a different uh, you know organization and so forth. So there were a lot of engineering changes, and uh, you know, finally, when we get around to, uh, to, to delivering the Gladiator, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a different kind of a vehicle, and certainly, you know, uh, a lot of people think that the uh, it, it was going to be a replacement or a, a new version of the Jeep Scrambler, but now now they you know they're they're four door units at this point, and uh, you know, I know there's been a lot of questions about you know are they going to make a two door. You know, I've talked to Mark Allen at uh, you know at, at Jeep Styling and so forth, and uh, you know uh, until there's a, a, a real uh, volume interest in uh, in a in a two door pickup again, uh, we're we've got that four door and uh, it's it's selling. Right. Yeah, I definitely think a, a two door, especially with a more bobbed bed, would definitely be a, a much better uh, off road uh, truck. 
but uh, I have no complaints about the Gladiator off-road. It has done amazingly well, and I think I've only drugged my ass a couple of times. So it's yeah. it's just fine. Uh, I think a, a, a two-door has a lot more allure to, to its overall aesthetics, uh, and again, potentially a better uh, better off-road because it's not not nearly as long, but... Uh, you know, the, the Gladiator's definitely a Jeep. Of course, I still have my XJ. I've got to do a little work on it, but uh, uh, the, the XJ's not going anywhere anytime soon. So, uh, Jerry, tell us a little bit about um, a little bit more about Toledo Jeep Fest. It's coming up August 12th, 13th, and 14th, correct? Yes, sir. And uh, we, are, we are all excited and looking forward to it. Uh, we've done a couple of hype events uh, recently. We, we've tried to, I don't know if Whitney explained it to you, but we try to do a uh, one hype event each month, starting in April, to get uh, build up some enthusiasm, some media coverage and attention. And the last two that we've had, uh, one of them was at the uh, at the MTRP, which is a Mich- Michigan Technical Resource Park, but it's right across the state line in Michigan from Toledo. And it used to be the uh, uh, in its prior life, it was the Dana Proving Ground. So there's a uh, two-mile banked oval test track and an off-road course and, you know, some other amenities that make it really desirable to do, you know, an all-day Saturday kind of an event there. And uh, then last week on Friday, we had an event at the uh, Toledo Speedway where we filled the infield. We had probably, uh, I'd say, around 200 or so uh, Jeeps there. Uh, We had uh, DJ... We had a few vendors. We had the uh, portable off-road, our RC off-road course. We did some car crushing, uh, you know, uh, articulation ramps, balance beams, and so forth. Uh, so there was a lot of activity. But the the capper for the end of the evening was we get out on the uh, on the speedway and do some laps. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you, there's nothing like seeing uh, you know a, an old. Uh, uh, a, a vintage Jeep, I won't say old, a vintage Jeep <laughs> a steel-bodied wagon cruising around a banked oval. Yeah. It's, uh, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And, and our friends from Dana uh, always bring uh, uh, a couple of their demo Jeeps, and they had a, uh, uh, a, a Wrangler with the uh, Hellcat, and I think it was running on like 40 or 42-inch tires as the pace vehicle, so... Uh, that keeps everybody on their good behavior. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, Chris, uh, our guest acquisition uh, person for volunteer, I should say, uh, from uh, the Jeep Talk Show is going to be there uh, uh, on the 13th wearing his bright red uh, hat with the Jeep Talk Show logo on it. And uh, oh, I suspect that he's going to be uh, pestering you, Jerry. So I'm just going to... Uh, <laughs> well, I, I would expect to see him in the, uh, in the Glass City Convention Center uh, looking at some of the vintage vehicles and uh, some of the concepts that uh, that uh, the Jeep brand folks are bringing down. Uh, one of the things we think we're going to have uh, for display is one of the new Jeep Hurricane six-cylinder twin-turbo oh, engines. That's nice. And uh, that, that will be a treat because most of us have only seen uh, articles about it and, uh, you know, read about it in the magazines. And I think to see it firsthand is going to be uh, kind of a treat. It sounds like they've done just an amazing job in designing that engine with uh, the torque and the horsepower that's available with it. So that's going to be very interesting to see uh, what uh, what Jeep does with that in the future and uh, how many V8s it replaces uh, that that are in there now. Maybe it'll re- replace the uh, the 392 uh, in the uh, uh, <laughs> in the Jeep. 
there's certainly a possibility that that could happen. I mean, uh, like you say, it's it you know it's a new engine. They're going to get it out into. I believe the first vehicles that are going to see it are the uh, new Grand Wagoneer. Yeah, that's what we. And I understand some of those are out there already. And the feedback I've gotten from one of the dealers is that he's very impressed with it. Yeah. But uh, in any case, uh, you know, in in more technical terms, if you, if you I've, the articles that I've read said that it. it uh, it's got the capability in the 500 horsepower uh, version, the, the uh, high performance version, to be able to develop and maintain its. Uh, it's pretty much at, at least 90 percent of its peak torque from 2,300 RPM uh, through redline. So you know that's the kind of thing that you're looking for in an in an off road vehicle. Uh, you don't want to be winding it up, uh, you know, like some of these uh, you know motors require. So. Mm-hmm. If it'll develop its peak torque at uh, lower RPMs and you're in low grain, lower ranges in your transmission and transfer case, uh, that's going to give you a lots of wheel-to-the-ground power, which yeah. is good. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see how this uh, how this progresses. It sounds like it's going to be a, a big winner for Jeep. But like you say, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Well, yep. Jerry, are you ready to, to talk to our Zoom people, They're the, our self-named Zoom people? Well, sure. Just uh, give me a quick overview. You know, we start our event off on Friday uh, about the, the 25 miles from Toledo, a way of a dealer up there that's got an off-road course, and we're going to have a welcome party. Uh, so they'll open the off-road course to people that are coming to Toledo, and that will run till 6 p.m. And then uh, Saturday is our big day. We start out in the morning. Uh, we'll be placing – we shut down uh, several of the main streets in Toledo – for the entire weekend, and we'll be placing the, uh, you know, the big semis and, uh, you know, corporate displays and so forth from, like, uh, Jeep Brand, Omix Auto, Steinchager will be there, uh, and we get uh, uh, several, uh, Dana Corporation, obviously Dana is one of our uh, uh, sponsors for the event, one of our title sponsors, and they'll have their uh, their big trailer, all the axle displays, their, you know, their, their Super 60s and you know, uh, Ultimate 60, I guess it's called, and they, uh, they'll they have their uh, fleet of vehicles that you've seen so many videos of from uh, from Moab and uh, all of the big uh, off-road events. And then we wrap up Sunday. Uh, it's uh, the vendor midway in the, from the morning until about 2, a, 2, a, 2 p.m., and uh, we've got a, a four-mile run and a one-mile family walk for, uh, for those that are uh, not doing the... Uh, the Jeep stuff that day, uh, but there was just a ton of things going on, including two concerts, a uh, big concert on Friday night with Justin Moore, and then uh, Saturday evening we've got uh, a Jeremy Rowe concert, and I know you've talked to Jeremy Rowe, I think, uh, on the show. We have. Uh, also, too, uh, Luke from uh, Steinjager uh, has, uh, has been on the oh, show yeah. as well. Yeah, so it's uh, th- there'll be a lot going on, and... Uh, uh, you know, I, I guess the the big the big event on Saturday is the uh, the all Jeep parade. And there'll be we've got over a thousand uh, Jeeps in the parade so far. We've got I think thirty five or thirty six states represented. Uh, we've got some folks that called today from Canada that are coming down, and uh, uh, we've got a guy that works for uh, Best Stop. I think he's there. Uh, uh, their uh, uh, distributor or a company rep in uh, in the Netherlands, and he's going to be here. A gentleman's name is Wilhelm, and he'll be at the uh, he'll be in Toledo that weekend. 
he flew his Jeep, I think, to Alaska, and he's uh, traveling around the United States, and he's worked his schedule, so he'll be in Toledo for Jeep Fest. So uh, that will give it a little international flavor. Oh, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say he flew his Jeep in for the Toledo Jeep Fest. My God, that would be uh, uh, <laughs> that would be something oh, if that yeah. happened. <laughs> he, he was going to be here anyway, so he decided he needed to come to Toledo on uh, on his journey. Well, that's just an, uh, an, uh, one of those things that just ha- works out, uh, or maybe he uh, he worked it out that way. But, yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, I wish uh, that uh, more of us from the Jeep Talk Show could, uh, could go, but uh, Chris is going to be there, and He's going to be representing us, and uh, he's in sales, so he'll he'll drive you guys nuts. Uh, I'm sure he'll do it. Chris will do a great job. So, <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, if the if the board guys have some questions, there, the panel has some questions. Uh, let's uh, let's fire away, and we'll see what we can stir up. All right. So, uh, Zoom people, you uh, we got a few new people here tonight. I just want to remind everybody, if you would. Uh, on your your first uh, speaking uh, here, please mention your name, and uh, you don't have to mention exact location, but maybe town, maybe a general location uh, where you are in, the, in your state, just to let the uh, the listeners know, uh, uh, you know, kind of associate your uh, uh, your voice with uh, with a name there. So uh, feel free to uh, speak with uh, Jerry Huber uh, or Huber. Uh, he, he'll go by either. I've found. Uh, and that's great for me because I can't pronounce last names. Uh, and uh, let's uh, let's have it open. So uh, you guys, you're now on and ready to go. It's about time. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry and I've been Jerry and I've been having a good time talking. <laughs> We've been sitting here saying quack. We we're doing the whole quack bit for you and nothing. So anyway, hey Jerry, how you doing? Real good. How you doing? Good. This is Steve from outside of Chicago here. Uh, my first question is, what's the weather going to be like? <laughs> well. <laughs> We think it's going to be great. We've lucked out so far. Every year that we've done this, we've had great weather. Uh, we're, uh, you know, anytime you do an outside event like that, it's uh, there's always that element. But uh, you know, we've got enough uh, enough indoor activities and enough tents rented that uh, we'll make sure that people are dry. But uh, I've known a few jeepers that don't mind getting wet every yeah, once in a while. Steve. So, uh, we're, uh, so this is, it's not I me. You, you guys, it's the families you guys would think about, right? And the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the moaning and groaning from the significant well, the, others. You know, the kids don't care about getting wet. It's going to be the wives. So that's who you're talking about, are the wives and yeah. spouses. How uh, dare you? <laughs> so I got to tell you, I was looking at the website. One thing I stumbled across was the whole uh, the camping at Metro Park. Yeah, one and, of the things that we, this is, a, this is one of the new features this year. Every year we've had people call and say, well, hey, we don't want to stay in a hotel. And, you know, and one of the things that makes our event unique is it's, it's downtown. It's, it's right down in the heart of Toledo. So, you know, you have all the amenities of the restaurants and hotels and you know, so forth, indoor restrooms everywhere and the coffee shops. But, uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to stay downtown and they ask about camping. Well, you know, because we're in a metropolitan area, there's just frankly, there hasn't been a lot of camping opportunities. So, we partnered with our, our Metro Park system, uh, and they have two parks that are, one is really a new one. It's under construction. It's being expanded, and they've got, uh, and so we're not using that one, but we have one that's called the Middle Grounds, and it's right on the riverfront, and it's got a great facilities, including a little boat basin, nice restrooms, and so forth. So we've set up a Jeep base camp there for uh Two types of camping. One, the Overland folks that have the maybe the roof mount tents and the, uh, the little trailers and so forth. And then we've got uh, an area set up for tent camping. So, uh, you know, 
hopefully we can make uh, do a, a good job and uh, get more people interested in doing that because you know camping out in a metropolitan area is kind of a unique experience and uh, we've got uh, a fellow from uh, East Coast Overland Adventures. His name is Dean Shirley. I don't know if you've ever had him on the show or not. If not, I'll I'll give him a strong recommendation because he's a uh, he's an author, a blogger, and he runs uh, uh, some off overlanding guide trips. And he's going to be at the uh, he's going to be at the base camp and put put on a couple of seminars for uh, people who are either just getting into the overlanding uh, element of the Jeep. Uh, Jeep experience, or you know, give some tips and so forth uh, from his own experience. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Pretty, I gotta tell you, I was pretty impressed when I saw that whole thing. You know, the whole the whole thought that went into that. You got an overlanding site. They're going to be vendors in that overlanding site as part of the experience, or we have uh, we have probably two vendors that are going to be down there at this point. Uh, we'd like to we'd like to get some more. Obviously. Uh, you know, this is our first year at doing this, so uh, and it was, you know, we we didn't probably do as good a job as we should have, uh, you know, promoting it early on. But uh, yeah, we're our our plan is to have a, a couple of the uh, Overland type vendors there, and uh, uh, you know, we'll try and expand that in the future. Well, it looks like there's still sites available, which is really good for anybody that last minute, right? Yeah, in fact. Uh, we do have a we do have some sites available, and uh, they um, they reduce the rate and they kind of repackage the thing. So uh, if you're interested, hit that uh, hit that tab and, uh, and and check it out. It'll take you, I think, to the uh, uh, Toledo Metro Parks uh, website. And uh, the Toledo Metro Parks is one of the highest rated small city uh, metro park systems in the United States. So. Uh, they do a first-class job. There'll be rangers there on duty, uh, all, you know, the entire weekend. And uh, the nice part about it is that you're within walking distance of the footprint of the uh, of the uh, whole Jeep Fest area. Well, that's awesome. I, I, is there a beer tent in there? Uh, no, the beer tent. The beer tent will be within walking distance, so you might want to okay. take it a little slow on the way home. Stumbling distance. <laughs> but there is a, um, there is a, a nice bar and restaurant that's like. Uh, you know, a uh, hundred yards from the camping area. So. Well, Jerry, you know the the walking distance increases whenever you're zigzagging from the beer tent back to where you're going. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing there'll be some golf carts that'll be used to transport folks back and forth. Oh, that's a good idea. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll defer to the rest of the uh, Zoom room crew here. Anybody else got any questions? Uh, you don't have to jump in now if you're not ready, but uh, now is a good so time. Quick question. I kind of came in late. Uh, I'm not sure who we're interviewing, and I'm not sure what his background is other than the other than the big Jeep event. So, Jerry, uh, Josh, who was uh, just speaking, is one of the uh, the, the regular uh, Zoom people that are here, and he's actually out. Are you guys in Uray yet, uh, Josh? Yeah, me and my dad uh, rented a room in Uray. We've been out four days now, so we've decided to we're in a room for a shower and to do laundry. Gotcha. So he's he's one of those Zoom regulars, uh, Zoom people regulars I was telling you about that uh, uh, they all got together and uh, headed out to Colorado. Uh, well, tell you, that's, that's a great place to be, and uh, I'm sure there's a lot of us on here that are listening or uh, participating that would trade places for some, <laughs> for some fresh air and wheeling out there. Oh, yeah. So this, yeah. Is, this is Jerry Huber with the Toledo Jeep Fest, Josh. Uh, we've had him on in the past. 
uh, talking about uh, you know his uh, career at uh, Jeep and uh, also to his involvement with uh, Toledo Jeep Fest. It's coming up uh, August 12th, uh, 13th, and 14th, which I would assume you're going to get done with your way and then just head over to uh, Toledo so to go to the Jeep Fest, right? Oh, no, I'll be going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, as they say, we'll uh, leave a light on for you, Josh. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get up there one of these days. Yeah. Uh, so you, so you, you used to work at Jeep. You're retired, or you still work there? No, no, I, I'm retired. I was a plant manager there for uh, about all oh, just about ten years, and uh, it was a great time to be there because uh, I got there in '83. We had just we were just launching the uh, the, the XJ. Uh, we finished up building the CJs. We built out the Scramblers, obviously in '85. Uh, the CJ stopped production in '86. We did all the uh, prototype, the work for the uh, YJ, and then we shipped our tooling up to uh, Brampton, uh, Ontario, and they built the, you know, the early YJs came out of Canada. And then uh, we launched the uh, Comanche pickup in, uh, in 87, it would have been. And then uh, we brought the uh, uh, Wrangler back to Toledo in 91 when we built out the... Uh, the senior Jeep, you know, the Grand Wagon, the Wagoneer, Grand Wagoneer, and so forth. And then, uh, you know, the whole time the volumes on the Cherokee were increasing, and, uh, you know, there was just so much excitement going on. Uh, it didn't seem like we finished one model till where we were, uh, you know, headlong into another, uh, another model, and, uh, you know, uh, launching that, uh, you know, getting rid of the 258 and launching the 4-liter was, uh, you know, Another highlight of that uh, that time frame. Oh, the four liter, just an amazing engine. And Josh uh, Jerry is also an XJ uh, owner, uh, amongst uh, a couple of other Jeeps that he's working on. But uh, he he does enjoy his XJ, and uh, and actually, when I see him in pictures, that's the the vehicle he's next to. That's because it's the best Jeep ever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, obviously, you know, those those of us who are XJ fans. Uh, you know, we took we took a lot of uh, we we still take a lot of heat, but uh, <laughs> yes. every every weekend, usually usually on Monday morning, I'm on uh, on Facebook, and I'll show a picture of uh, you know, and I, they jokingly refer to them around here as the the fifteen hundred dollar XJ beaters, <laughs> you know, doing a number on one of these uh, you know fifty thousand uh, dollar new rigs, you know, but uh, uh, and and while that's not necessarily the case monetarily, the uh, the the XJ is uh, is it can stand on its own uh, against pretty much any of them if they're built right. You don't even have to build much onto them. <laughs> Just take them out of the box and go. Well, up here you got knocked the rust off all the time. Yeah, it depends on uh, where you got them. On where you get them from? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. I mean, any vehicles from those time frames were going to experience rust issues, especially in the areas where rust is an issue with mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's one uh, of the things so that, you know, is, you know what? No, I say that's one of the things that I've been happy with is that, uh, but when I got to, to, to the Jeep operation in 83, we were just, uh, you know, just finishing the launch of the eco process, you know, the, 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 uh, you know, electric, electric deposition primers and, uh, uh, we learned a lot over the years on the corrosion issues 
particularly with frame coatings and so forth. So hopefully these new ones won't have some of the issues that the old CJs and early uh, early XJs had. So were you mainly involved with the the engineering, manufacturing, or the sell side of the of the XJs? Primarily with uh, with manufacturing. How much? How much of a difference was there in manufacturing between the XJ and the the Comanche MJ? Uh, Were they manufactured on different lines, or was it the same well, line and they just the, uh, the tooling? You know, they're, they're both a, the, the the Comanche was you know unusual for a pickup truck because it was still built on a unitized uh, type frame, and so yeah. it had uh, the the rear floor pan section and so forth was built in some different automations, but uh, we did marry the two vehicles once they were through the paint system. Uh, we married them and ran them through the trim chassis and so forth uh, on, a, on a common assembly line. What did you think of the Comanche personally since you worked on them? Well, I really liked the truck. In fact, uh, um, you know, when we, uh, when we, when the Jeep was purchased by uh, uh by Chrysler, you know they had the Dakota pickup, so they lost uh, a lot of interest in the uh, in the Comanche. But uh, we were working on some uh, some you know uh, prototypes uh, that could probably sustain the build on it. Uh, we one of the one of the favorite prototypes that we built there at the plant was a uh, uh, we took a Comanche and it, uh, it instead of having the the, the, the short front doors on it. We put the doors from a two-door XJ on it, stretched the body to make like an extended cab version, and then you ended up, uh, if you use the long wheelbase frame and the short box, we were almost dead, uh, dead, dead nuts with the, uh, uh, the spacing between the front, you know, front cab section and the pickup box. And we thought that that might have a future, but uh, you know, with all the engineering changes and tooling and so forth, you know, the decision was that no, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna stick with the uh, the, the the small cab uh, front end, and uh, so we weren't competing in some respect with for the with the uh, Dakotas. Yes, sir. So, uh, how many how many XJs have you owned? Uh, well, when I was when when we were building them, uh, we had a we had a, a, a an evaluation program where you ordered one and then. Uh, uh, by the time you had like four months of ownership on it, you got it traded in and got another one. So I can't imagine how many I must have had during that time. But uh, uh, since then, probably uh, three. Do you have a favorite year? Uh, I like the later models. I, the one I've got that we we're keeping, you know, is a, is a 2000. Uh, I, I like the, uh, once we went back to the steel tailgate, the, uh, the early ones with the, uh, the SMC tailgate, uh, I I didn't care for those as much, and then uh, the later versions of the uh, uh, of the four liter engine, I think, uh, with the uh, improved electronics and so forth, uh, were a lot more uh, uh, you know uh, sustainable. Cool. Hey, I appreciate you talking to XJs and MJs with me. I'll let somebody else take over. We actually uh, have uh, listeners that uh, uh, mention that on occasion, Josh. They say, uh, need more XJ information. And uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I love the XJ. I love talking about it, but it seems like the the whole world is more interested in the uh, the new and the flash. And that's kind of the great thing about having uh, Chuck join us uh, on the show because uh, he don't know nothing about none of that stuff. He he's all the old stuff, the old iron, uh, and uh, makes it a point to let everybody know that uh, uh, no. it ain't plastic. <laughs> hey, Jerry, Steve again. Chicago, yeah, Chicago. Steve, go ahead. So, one question of mine. If you tell anyone visiting Toledo Jeep Fest on the vendor midway, who can they not leave the show without visiting? What vendor is that that just Uh-oh. has has it blown? That's like asking away. who your favorite child is, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I understand, and uh, you know, I, 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 my advice to anybody that goes on the uh, on the vendor midway, and I encourage everybody to go there, is check the Jeep, check the Jeep brand and the Mopar trailers. Uh, they've got some interesting stuff there. Uh, and then, uh, uh, then, then hit, uh, uh Oaks Rugged Ridge. They're always, uh, they're always there with some cutting, cutting edge kind of stuff. And they also, you know, what I like about those guys and, and Steinjager is that, you know, they're, they're not just interested in the brand new stuff. You know, you don't have to be a, a, a JL or a, a gladiator guy and you can buy a lot of product there for your earlier model Jeeps and, uh, they're just as happy to sell you something for a, a CJ, YJ, or a TJ, uh, you know, as long as you buy their product. And uh, some of these companies, these newer companies, they don't even offer stuff for, uh, you know, the earlier Jeeps. Oh, and I always, I like to always point that out whenever we're interviewing a guest and I, I'm looking at their site and they've got the XJ on there or the TJ. Uh, I usually try to thank them uh, for, you know, keeping that, uh, that avenue alive because, there's uh, still a lot of people out there that are really enjoying those Jeeps, and it's great to, to be able to have expressed that same sickness and buying a lot of crap to put on them uh, to improve them. So, uh, yeah. Now, uh, you guys may re- remember the Steinjager uh, name. That uh, They were the folks that uh, are one of the uh, one of our several sponsors that are doing are all part of this uh, repeating giveaway uh, program that we have on the show. And uh, they recently uh, gave away one of their lava jackets uh, to a, a lucky listener. So, yeah, we know we know Steinjager here really well, uh, Jerry. So, well, which vendor is going to cause you the most grief with the uh, significant other as far as <laughs> spending money? <laughs> you mean other than the Jeep, right? Yes. <laughs> well, you know, you, any of them will be will be happy to help you spend some money. Uh, <laughs> There's no doubt about that. In fact, we have a couple of vendors that have, uh, you know, the last year we had a couple of them that uh, said, "Well, could we do installs?" I mean, because when you set up, uh, oh, when you set up this vendor midway, most of it is display, you know, and they'll have a maybe they'll have a demo vehicle with a lot of their material on it, or they'll have uh, you know a lot of you know items on the tables or in the rack or hanging in the tent and so forth. And uh, we had uh, um, one of the uh, one of the guys that uh, does a lot of LED lighting and some uh, digital instrument panels uh, said, "Well, I'd like to do installs." And uh, we had uh, the, the, prior to that, we had one of the local stereo shops that likes to you know, that does a great job of upgrading your head unit, particularly on uh, on some of the earlier ones, uh, YJs and TJs uh, that. Uh, he was doing, he had, you know, you'd come around the corner on the street and he'd have the instrument panel sitting on a, a rolling cart and they were changing the, uh, changing the, uh, electronics on it. 
That's cool. But yeah. uh, uh, so and we've encouraged that. We've tried. In fact, one of the one of the guys uh, from Alpine uh, worked with a local distributor, and you know, if you bought your stereo there that day, they would install it, and uh, it was like you left it with the valet. He took it to their shop, and they brought it back to you an hour and a half later. So that's cool. kind of a cool, kind of a cool thing to do. But uh, I think if you want to, if you want to drop some some good change and see <laughs> a, a difference in your vehicle, uh, the guys from Catskin Leather are there every year, oh, and some of the some of the transformations that they're doing now, uh, you know, because those guys make uh, they make uh, uh, seat covers now for some of your OEMs, uh, you know. Uh, you get a leather interior. A lot of your dealers, you order a leather interior in a Dodge Ram or, you know, some of the uh, uh, the GM uh, vehicles. They drop ship it and change the interior, and uh, they run some pretty good specials right at the show. That's cool. So here's my big thing. I am I am very down and disappointed that I can't make it this year. There were prior okay. commitments. So what are the dates for 2023? Because I'm going to make it there next year. Well, I, I don't have the dates in front of me, but we, but we'll, what we're, we'll, they'll always be targeting that first weekend in, uh, in you know, okay. in August. The, the only reason we book, we bumped it to the second weekend this year is uh, uh, one of the one of the uh, one of the big draws for us is this Toledo Mudheads baseball team, and their the stadium for that is right in our footprint, and. Uh, they run a, a football, or excuse me, they run a, a baseball game on Friday night, uh, Saturday night, and then they have a Sunday game that they move up to two o'clock. So it's another thing for people to do that come to Toledo. You know, the, the thing that we like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah. uh, it's a minor league stadium, but I think it's ranked as one of the top minor league stadiums in the U.S. Uh, and they'll have. Uh, the Jeep commercials, and they have, uh, we typically, one night, we'll have the Jeep parade. They'll have uh, some of the show vehicles, you know, run around the outfield and so forth in the, the seventh inning stretch. But uh, they, they do a real good job. And then uh, the other thing that's nice is that uh, uh, the Mudheads organization uh, runs one of our uh, uh, kid zones, and they do a lot of these uh, giant blow-up inflatables. And, you know, the thing that we really like about the event, and we, we we pride ourselves on it, we raise we we raise a lot of money to do this event, uh, is that it's basically free. Uh, when I say that, you know, it's free to the public. Uh, we do have a small fee for the registration of the jeeps in the parade or in the uh, in the exhibit hall uh, and so forth. But you know, and it's it's a nominal fee. I think it's like it runs between forty dollars and fifty five dollars. But with that, you know, you get uh, you get free parking in the inside the festival area all day. And if you go to a lot of these events, you know, you, what you pay to charge, what you charge, what you're charged to pay, park your vehicle more than offsets that. Plus, we do the goodie bag, the T-shirt, you know, a festival type T-shirt that are very very uh, slick every year. And uh, you know, there, there's a lot of other activities that you you know, including the concerts and so forth, which we. We make those free as well. All right. Final question, and I promise I'm going to stop pounding you. Is Jamie Farr going to be there at the Mudheads game? <laughs> uh, I, I can tell you that that's probably a negative. Ah, 
I mean, he was in a Jeep all the time at MASH, right? Yep. And he was and, one uh, man. Yeah, and uh, the, the Tony Paco restaurant is right across from the, uh, uh, the, the, the one restaurant is right across from the ballpark, and there's lots of pictures and autographs and uh, signed hot dogs and so forth from the MASH crew in there. But uh, uh, we have not been successful in getting Jamie to the event. You know, I don't know how this dude is, what, he's, he's 93 years old or something like that now? Is he really? He's, he's getting up there. Yeah, it's but, hard uh, hard for him to find a good dress to wear. Yeah. <laughs> he can borrow one of Chuck's. He's a good guy, and he's, been, he's certainly part of the Toledo culture. So, uh, you know, we're, we're always happy to, you know, have him if he could join us, you know. Awesome. Very cool. So uh, I did some uh, some quick look up, and this this isn't official, but based on what Jerry's saying, the the first weekend uh, of August, that uh, Steve, that would be August fourth, fifth, and sixth uh, for twenty twenty three. So I'm thinking a Jeep talk show rendezvous. <laughs> yeah, and we'll we won't be able to confirm that Tony until we see what this uh, minor league baseball schedule is, right? Uh, because it, it's really helpful to. Uh, you know, have those folks in town. And I think, uh, I know at least three of their sellouts that they had at the stadium were uh, during Jeep Fest last year. And they're changing so their, uh, they're changing their name for the Toledo Jeep Fest, aren't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, they do something really special. And, uh, we're not sure with, uh, the, the, uh, the regulations and, uh, in the minor league baseball, they're, they're allowed to change the name of, the, of their team, I think once or twice a year or whatever. And, uh, they're going to, instead of being the mud hens, they're going to be the mud crawlers for our, our weekend. And they do special jerseys, which they often offer charity and so forth. And they are really cool. They have, uh, you know, they have some big uh, tire tracks up across them and, uh, you know, Jeep logos. I think we had a gladiator printed on one of them the, uh, uh, earlier in the year. In fact, uh, you know, everybody in, the, everybody in the business community really gets behind this event. I think one of the pictures I sent you, Tony, or I, I sent to your, to your uh, email address for in prep for tonight's uh, uh, talk was uh, right across the street from the Mud Hens uh, baseball field. There's uh, uh, one of the local dealers has a, a, a poster. It's not a poster. It's like a painting on this one building, a brick wall. Oh, I saw it's that. Got new, yeah. The new Gladiator, and it's got one of the old Jeeps from uh, uh, the mid-'70s. Yeah, lots of like you say. It definitely looks like a painting. It it uh, doesn't look any like anything. It has kind of an old style to it. Uh, it was very yeah, uh, it's very intriguing. Kind of yeah. So one of the other things that you guys might be interested in that it'll you know you, you'll feel bad if you can't make it this year, but it'll be something to look forward to next year is that the uh, the Jeep plant uh, organization. Uh, they they will take uh, like a reservation and it's a donation to uh, I think United Way or one of the charities that they they support and you get uh, uh, an appointment for a special photograph session at the big Jeep letters in front of the plant. That's the ones that look like they're carved out of stone that uh, you see in a lot of their advertising. Right. So you get a private photo session of you and your Jeep uh, in front of the plant with the plant in the background and so forth. That's kind of cool. Oh, it's very cool. I've seen uh, people uh, uh, try to, you know, or taking pictures of that exact thing, but not not any pictures of people having their jeeps up there. Yeah, a lot of people that come through uh, come through Toledo will stop. It's not. It's right off of Route seventy five, 
and you, there's a side street there that you can pull in and get really close to it. But this one, when you do this this deal, it, it gets you inside the fence and right up on the uh, uh, right up next to the letters. And there's actually a little off road course that runs around that. You know, a couple of obstacles and a big old hill. Very nice. Um, so I uh, do. Uh, we got a few more people in here uh, that came in late to the Zoom meeting. I'll let you know that we're. Uh, in, in, interviewing or having uh, Jerry Huber from uh, uh, Toledo Jeep Fest on as our guest tonight. We've uh, interviewed uh, Jerry in the past. Uh, the Toledo Jeep Fest is uh, coming up August 12th, 13th, and 14th. And of course, I've already mentioned a few times in the past that uh, our uh, Chris uh, from uh, the Jeep Talk Show is going to be there. And in fact, if you guys, uh, and, and, and Chris isn't here to defend himself, so I'll just say, if you want to get one of those uh, special uh, uh, mud crawler uh, jerseys, or t-shirts you might want to hit chris up at chris at jeeptalkshow.com you know get him get the money sent over and uh, get your sizes uh, registered and uh, well we'll just teach him uh, he needs to be here so he can say no 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 thank you i'm not going to do that so uh, <laughs> see see what chris can pick up for you yeah. while while he's out there at the Toledo jeep fest because he's definitely going see chris and we'll get you hooked up so. <laughs> that's right all right. Anybody else got any, uh, any any questions here? Don't be shy. I'm sure somebody has a question about the Toledo Jeep Fest. Like, uh, uh, you know that uh, the Canada is uh, is part of uh, part of Jeep. Has been part of Jeep for a while now. So uh, if you're if you're not from this country, if maybe you're Canadian and uh, you don't feel like you can uh, speak uh, to an American vehicle, feel free to jump in there. I'm I'm just giving you a hard time. So this is Larry from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, Larry, how you doing? Good. Yourself, sir? Not bad. I did a three-year stint at the, uh, at the St. Louis assembly plant there on 44, so uh, we, we might have been neighbors. Yeah, we might have. That, uh, that facility is, uh, I guess they've uh, turned that into several things by now, but uh, yeah, they, 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 that facility pumped out a lot of vehicles over the years. Yeah, we were building minivans when I was there. <laughs> yeah well that's what they call some of the new vehicles new jeep too minivan so yeah right easy <laughs> yeah. I, I was just gonna say i don't have a direct question but i was there last year for the event and uh that was a very good event well organized well planned and a lot of things to see and do so if you'd all can't make it it's definitely worth the time and effort i appreciate that you know with uh you know, a lot of the events that you go to, and, you know, the, you, obviously if you go to Jeep events, there's you have a lot of choices. They're everywhere. And, uh, Absolutely. you know, ours is, ours is different because it's in the downtown area, and some people are kind of turned off about that. But uh, because, you know, we're limited, we can't do, you know, a lot of put up the, the big rock piles and do some off-road off stuff. But we still find a way to get some of that activity in with the, uh, you know, uh, the welcome parties and so forth that we have. And, do a little car crushing every once in a while downtown, but uh, you know it's a it's a fun time to do it, and uh, we'd welcome anybody that's not been to it to, to stop by and check us out. Yeah, it was a good event. It was I'll say it was more about the brand than it was wheeling, if you will. And, you know that's always yep. good too. Not everybody can uh, live on the rocks or whatever. You know, wheel all day long. Sometimes you just need some history lessons as well. Yeah, well, that's why we try to get as many uh, in the uh, in the uh, convention center. 
we try to get as many of the interesting older or vintage vehicles as we can uh, because some of those vehicles people just have never seen and you know particularly you get to the to the post-war offerings what uh, you know people were trying to do with the jeep uh you know the the military jeep uh, and and one of the one of the highlights every year and we're going to be able to have it again this year is uh the from the omix auto collection they bring that uh, uh 46 2 uh 2a farm jeep the one that's got the uh it's got everything, including. I mean, it's like the Swiss Army knife of, of vehicles. It's got the. Uh, it's got about a three foot uh, uh, saw on uh, sawmill on the back. It's got a hoist. It's got a welding machine. It's got a sickle bar cutter. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of a neat vehicle. It's got dual dual wheels on all four corners. And I've watched the guy take it off the semi and bring it in, and it doesn't have power steering and. He's a better man than I am if he can drive those things. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of really cool vehicles there. And I'll say there was even some some uh, pretty nice builds. Uh, so I remember the one that I really liked was someone took a Jeepster and basically turned it, took all the JL interior, all the running stuff, and put it in it, made it very modern. It was really nice. Yeah, we've... We get, that's the kind of vehicles, I mean, we search all year to try and attract those kind of vehicles. And, uh, you know, we, we've got one that's, uh, I, I saw it last summer, uh, and we have it there this year. Uh, the guy has taken a JL, and he has made it, he made a lot of the hand-built hand, hand built the components, including a soft top, and we usually park him in with the military vehicles, uh, you know, and I'll tell you, he, he's done a uh, reverse engineer to make this JL with, with all of the, uh, you know, the creature comforts and amenities of the new vehicle, made it look very authentic and real uh, as a, uh, you know, a post-war, uh, you know, maybe 50s version of, a, of an M38. Oh, that sounds really, really cool. I'll make sure Chris takes some pictures of that for you, Tony. Oh, good. And uh, hopefully we can get some uh, some pictures of uh, you with Chris and uh, maybe Whitney and uh, the, the movers and shakers there at the Toledo G-Fest. And, you know, I just want to tell uh, tell you from uh, from all the listeners and the Zoom people, thank you very much for going through this. I know it's a labor of love, but still, it is a lot of effort that you have to put in to, to make this happen. And, it, and if you're like I am, you're nervous about it until it happens. Uh, and then, uh, and, and, they, and you probably beat yourself up because you could have done better uh, when it's over, even though it was a great success. Well, we're hoping it's going to be a good success. We've got a lot of people on our team working together to make this thing happen. Uh, you guys know how to get a hold of the information at uh, ToledoJeepFest.com. And uh, one more thing I'll tell you is that uh, uh, we're trying to move forward uh, with some of the electronics and the technology so this year we've put together what we call the Toledo Jeep Fest app. So if you go to your uh, Google Play or your App Store, it's a free app. It'll give you maps. It gives you the schedule. Uh, gives you, uh, you know, schedule by day. It gives you locations. We'll be able to do some push notifications there. If, uh, let's say, our friends at Steinjager decide to have a sale and uh, drop suddenly drop something at uh, a 25% off for the next hour, uh, we'll be able to put a push notification out there, and uh, you can all run over there and do some business. 
Yep, yep. I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, Whitney actually uh, told us about that during her interview. And uh, I believe if you uh, do a search for, it may show up for Toledo Jeep Fest. I was trying to find it on my phone the other day because I've already installed it. Uh, I believe it's called Jeep Fest uh, on the, uh, uh, at least when the app comes up, it's called Jeep Fest. So if you don't find it under Toledo Jeep Fest, look for just uh, Jeep Fest. And I think there's a link to it off of our website at the ToledoJeepFest.com also. Oh, I'm sure of it. Uh, and uh, you know how the kids love the social media. You just mentioned uh, ToledoJeepFest.com. Are you guys uh, on any other social media you want to share for uh, people to uh, get information? Uh, I know the guy, we have a guy that uh, makes sure that we're out there and visible. So I know they're doing Instagram, and I'm not sure uh, what other uh, avenues that they're, that they're using. I don't know if they're doing Twitter or not. But I know, uh, you know Facebook, Instagram, for sure, uh, they're out there. Yep, definitely on Facebook to lead a Jeep Fest. And uh, yeah, I just confirmed the app is uh, Jeep Fest 2022. So yep. uh, you can just go to your uh, Apple Store or Android Store, Google Store, and uh, just search for Jeep Fest 2022. It's a really nice app. And I particularly like uh, the uh, the image of uh, and the link to the Jeep Talk Show website that's in that app. <laughs> well, we certainly wouldn't, we wouldn't overlook you, Tony. You I know, know that. Well, we're such a little a little player in this, and we would just so appreciate uh, that uh, that uh, that help, and also, too, allowing us to be the uh, the official podcast of uh, the Toledo Jeep Fest for this year. So I uh, can't thank you enough. So you guys just, uh, if you're looking for them on, on the social media sites, just uh, search for Toledo Jeep Fest. And, of course, you've got to go there. And, of course, you have to reach out and say hello to Chris. Uh, he's going to be there on the uh, the 13th, uh, Saturday, August the 13th. And uh, get a picture with Chris and uh, all you guys, other guys, get your orders in for uh, T-shirts and other goodies. Now, Chris may act all aloof and not know what he, not act like he didn't know what you're talking about, but give him a hard time about it anyway. <laughs> Jerry, thank you so much for being with us again. Uh, and, uh, of course, you guys can uh, uh, go back and listen uh, to uh, Jerry's uh, past interview with us, which uh, uh, I'm sure there's information that uh, is in that interview that we didn't uh, cover here. Episode 593. There's some, definitely some XJ talk in there, Josh. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that's the uh, the end of the trail for this episode. We really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Appreciate the Zoom people here coming every week. I want to remind you that uh, coming up on our uh, Thursday interview episode, Past- Patrick R. Foster of Old Mil- Milford Press or Oldie Milford Press. So uh, he's had a lot of uh, a lot going on with the older Jeeps as well. He was actually uh, selling them uh, back in '76, uh, so uh, selling them CJ. So listen to that uh, that episode. Uh, look at his books. You can actually go and look up the uh, the various books that he has available uh, on Amazon uh, or directly on Old uh, Milford Press. So you know the great thing about the Jeep Talk Show Roundtable is it's like being in the best jeep club ever there's no drama and no one goes away mad right after paying their financial dues <laughs> the round table is every week some weeks we have a guest that you can interact with like this week and other weeks it's just me and the zoom people talking about jeeps you really can't lose uh, you can get reminded about our meeting every week by subscribing to our newsletter and just go to jeeptalkshow.com contact so till next week uh, you guys have a great Jeep week and start making plans to go to the uh, Toledo Jeep Fest uh, August uh, 
12th, 13th, and 14th. It sounds like it's going to be a great time. And dare I say, the new SEMA? Podcasting since 2010. 